Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is the last show in January 2019. It happens to be the 27th of January. And tonight's episode is going to be a retrospective, a celebration, a uh, looking into uh, realization of vision looking into the quest for vision, and then giving oneself credit. I'll be talking about uh, my vision and my understanding that I needed to give myself credit. And I'd like to, uh, that in sort of an offering, that you should do the same. Because no matter where you are, you're walking a path. And it doesn't have to be a special day. Um, It just has to be a day where you say, I've been on this path, and I haven't given myself credit for being on a path, but I am on a path, and I'm making progress. So hold tight, and we'll get right into this. Welcome to an emerging forest, a safe place where we have the freedom to think about life without judgment. We take a look at society, we examine it, and we allow for the possibility of something new, something different. And now, here's your host, Alan Ritter. Welcome, everyone, and tonight I was prompted by the last two weeks of energetic activity in my business and upswing in my personal business and understanding why the upswing happened, standing the efforts that I put in to make it happen, and that I can do a quantified amount of this and get returns and have new customers walking in and have successful outcome, but understand how to fine tune my uh, business even more to make it even more um, successful and not successful as far as making great huge piles of money um, and taking advantage of the customer, but as a balance between value to the customer 
and value to me because, frankly, I got into this business and I was very idealistic. And idealism gives more respect to the customer, but when you offer a customer, you have a relationship with a product. And I don't care what um, what product you're offering. You have a relationship with a product, and you have a relationship such that if your relationship with the product shortchanges you, you won't survive in business, and the customer automatically knows it because the customer, my customers were always looking at me and saying, Alan, are you sure you're charging enough for your produce? They would always say that to me. And I was always thinking, oh, I'm, I'm charging this much. I shouldn't make any more than that. But if you charge, this, this, is a, this is a very important point. If you charge something that will not allow you to continue your business, the customer knows it. In addition, if you charge too little, so there's a balance. Here's the balance. You have to charge enough where the customer, the customer is going to eat what you're, what I'm, uh, the customer is going to eat or prepare to eat, uh, cook to eat something that I'm giving them. So if I sell them an orange and I sell that orange to them for in their mind a lesser price than it should be sold, they won't respect that product. And they'll find a way to waste that product. They'll find a way to disrespect that product because they don't want to put it in their mouth. You wind up putting it in their mouth. They'll hate themselves for it. So you actually have to think, you as a, as a seller of a service, I don't care what the service is. You have to figure out, first of all, what you're willing to sell your services for. But even more important, you have to be willing to see, and this is going to be hard for you because you're going to have to increase your price. To increase your price because you're saying, I'm willing to step in this to this service for $35 an hour. Then you have to look at your customer and you say, the customer will not respect my service unless it's $55 an hour. And at $55 an hour, they will respect my service and you will get the clients that you need. Otherwise, you're not going to get respect from your clients and you're going to attract to yourself a bunch of disrespectful, non-paying, always saying, oh, can I pay you less than your rate customers? Because I've I've done that as well. So you have part of so there's a process that happens when you're in business. And I just like to step aside before I get into that and say this is an open show. This is an open show to talk about my process and but to talk about everybody's process and to talk about achieving your visions. And the call-in call number is 646-564-9714. And again, with a clear throat, that's uh, 646-564-9714.
I'm open to talk about anything that you want to talk about. So what what business is about? What any business is about? It's about honing the person who's doing that business. It's about um, checking out each and every segment of how you do business. But the most important is, of course, the sale. Now, in order to get to the sale, you have to attract people to come. But I have been fortunate to not attract customers before I was ready with an understanding of the price to charge. I'm very, I'm very grateful that I was not able to achieve enough people coming to my uh, produce club before I had an understanding of charging enough. Because I, it, it would have been too many customers coming, buying at too little of a price, and it, it would have been um, too much of a shock. It would have been, I would have been out of business. Um, but now my, my number of people that are coming is increasing, and I'm actually probably, I sought new customers for a period of weeks, and I'm probably not going to seek any more, although they will come to me. I will not aggressively seek any more, probably for um, at least a quarter of a year, um, maybe a half of a year, because I want to uh, be able to uh, understand what this new level of clientele is, is about, because I've had a clientele that was um, basically, I would say, a uh, training level so that I could understand. And I didn't consciously do that, although um, my, um, my guide, my larger self, is, um, is immensely kind uh, and has um, shown me that that's what I had, had a training level of people, and now I have more people than that. Well, this is my new training level, and I have to learn to serve all of these new people and have um, the, all of the new volume, the new volume level do I have? Do I need more refrigerators? What do I need in order to be able to serve all these people and serve them well and um, continue to uh, grow um, a, a really awesome reputation for service? So what I would like to do tonight is take a look back at my path because my path is not my business, might not be your business, but my path, my trials are certainly similar. To every, you know, I'm not a, a, a motivational speaker or a uh, a well-known uh, business entrepreneur uh, uh, person you go pay money to see on the stage. Just a moment. 
pardon me. But I believe I have an understanding of psychology and an understanding of the process of maturation and learning. So that what I have to say, the structure of change in the individual is going to be similar, if not exactly the same, across the board. So I started out doing the Produce Club in Wayne, Pennsylvania. And at that point, I wasn't charging anything for my service. People really, really liked the prices. Well, of course they liked the prices. But neither I nor they respected the service because it wasn't a respectable service. And so it fell apart. Uh, my mom got more ill. And instead of uh, making plans to have a business and have other people in to be more intensive with mom, I shut the business down and took care of my mom exclusively. That's me not respecting my business again. I'm being very harsh with myself, and that's fine. So I continued to buy uh, produce on an informal basis and sometimes taking it to other people on a semi-formal basis but I didn't respect the business then. I didn't respect what I needed to charge for. I didn't even understand the concepts that I understand now. So in 2016, I had been uh, very close. I had moved someplace very close to the market that I used for, and I started the produce club up again. And... I started selling uh, the last chance market or the, the most cheap uh, items, marking them up but not marking them up enough, and growing a market because everybody likes, you know, everybody really loves a, uh, a great bargain. But once again, events were put in my way and I didn't respect my service. I walked away from it. Basically said, I'm not continuing that for these, um, what I thought at the time were major reasons to, you know, uh, roommates uh, van not being available, not being, and then trying to borrow other people's uh, vehicles in the middle of the night and things like that. And it was just, quote unquote, too much work. And I basically let my market slip. And when you um, try to sell something in the same packaging that people were used to getting four or five times as much produce, even though it might not have been the same grade, there's a level of respect that they, they just don't continue with your service. They say, well, gee, we were getting this other service. Um, why aren't you continuing that service? 
So that was a that was a hard lesson learned. And I basically said, okay, my health is more important. I'm going to do it this other way, where I probably could have figured out a way to continue doing that. Uh, it just wouldn't have been the same uh, same exact way. And to this day, I haven't figured out a way to do it, but I've just grown another more robust market that I can maintain. So maybe that was the lesson. The lesson was, okay, I had been growing a market that was um, based on uh, incredibly depressed prices through um, weedy and fragile and it actually crashed. And that what I've grown since then is a market based on something that's available in my in my time frame of being able to get to it. Something that I can maintain, something that's stable, something that that, that works. And I've also it also took a lot longer to grow demand. Uh, there's a there's a lesson in that, and the lesson in that was the demand was always there. I'll say that again: the people, the customers, were always there. The person that wasn't mature enough to find those customers was me. And I needed to achieve certain things before I actually found the customers. Took a while. From March of 2017, when I stopped um, getting the low-priced produce, until a year later, March of 2018, and then till December of 2018. So that's twenty one months. Twenty one months of being a produce person with a smaller set of customers until one day I figured out what I was doing wrong with my ads. I wasn't being aggressive enough. Bob, what do I mean by aggressive? The people were liking my ads. I just wasn't following up. Because I was disrespecting my service. Because I hadn't done it enough. Hadn't seen the impact on people. So during those 21 months, I was serving people. They were respecting my service. But the person who wasn't respecting my service was me because I have always been low self-esteem about stuff. So it took those months, it took every single day of all of those months for me to understand how awesome my service is. And it was only in mid-December literally only after I started to attract a few new customers that I, it was really brought home to me 
that I no longer needed to feel disrespectful, that I actually needed to feel amazingly optimistic about my service. And at that point, I was able to go to look at ads and track down and get emails from every single person who touched my ad in every in any way and add those people because my job became I have a really great product. It might not be for you, but I want you to see this price list because it's your decision. My job ended when they received the price list. Their decision began because they have, they will have seen the proposition. So I hope you can understand that the entire process was required. All of the all of the down months, the initial um, the initial explosion of interest because of it because of a an interesting product that was priced pretty low because it can be, and then understand not understanding. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing how amazing the the larger self is because there are core lessons that I would never have learned if I had been able to keep going with that um, with that quote unquote uh, very attractive low priced product I would never have I would never have um, been able to achieve the level of respect that I have for my product and uh, I, I sort of look in the mirror and look inwardly to my larger self and say, it is, um, I'm in awe of my teacher. And my teacher taught me the lesson of standing. It took a long time to understand respect for what I'm charging. And that's a respect for myself, but in addition to that, it's an understanding of what I need to charge so that the customer will partake and respect the product and be able to eat the zucchini or eat the red pepper. They need to have a certain price put on that. Otherwise, they they do not see its value. Now, I see its value when I buy it for a very small price. In some cases, I buy it for a small price. In other cases, I'm not making that much money. It has to be priced correctly because it's it's a very um, sales is very, very much psychology. Very, very much. So what's been going on recently? Why am, why am I uh, doing this retrospective? What has caused me to actually get down and say, you know, I need to have a day 
or period of time in which I reflect and actually um, say, wow, um, lots of things have happened and I need to give myself some credit. I need to actually look myself in the mirror and say, you have achieved some things that you wanted to achieve. The change in psychology about my product was huge. And I believe that was one of the things that began a, a metamorphosis in uh, who, who I am, who I serve. Because connection of mine from Levittown, who had been coming to me for a bunch of weeks, uh, wants to start a produce club and used uh, my, my help for the last two weeks to start doing that. All the product went through me and I helped her um, basically my hands-on helping her and her hands-on helping her. In addition to that, in the last two weeks, I was mentioned by a medical medium practitioner as some who happens to be uh, one of my customers of long standing. That I was someone to come to for advice about how to wholesale. And there was a flood of questions directed to a website. And she said, Wow, Alan. I know that there's a lot of people out, especially people who are medical media people who are struggling and who need to uh, get some help to find wholesalers. And so she said, why don't you write a blog? And I wrote a blog about 10 steps, 10 steps to successful wholesaling. And under the blog, I offered my consulting services. She published that article and sent me a, um, a link to it, and I started to read it. And at the same time I was reading it, I got my first email asking for consultation. This past week, I completed that consultation. I took a, a fee, which I'm also feeling into how much I need to charge for this. And you know, did I charge enough? I probably didn't charge enough. But once again, it's not about me taking money unfairly from the customer. It's about me empowering the customer to actually go forward and carry out that practice. And if I don't charge them enough, it will not be seen to them themselves as being a something that they should do. It will be something that they drop. Oh, this is rotten. <laughs> Something's rotten about this. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. And then, last on Tuesday of this week, last week, I was Tuesday or Wednesday. I was preparing to send out my big weekly price uh, list. And when I hit send. 
I usually wait about four or five minutes and then the same people chime in and then you just get the same people who immediately jump on the list and say, I want A, B, and C. Well, I hit send and immediately about 30 seconds later, I got seven returns and they didn't look good. So I opened one up and it said message block. So every single one of my emails got returned. Uh, the returns marched down the screen after the, the uh, same line thread was uh, was used up. And I'm going to continue this story after the break, but it is time for the break with Dave the Bard's Green and Gray. See you after the break, everyone.
to International Pagan Radio. You can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tuatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time.
welcome back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Thank you, Robin. Thank you so much for that wonderful uh, return to the program. So tonight's program is about it's about many things. And it's about realizing the overall that, that life, that things in life take time. So I just described to you 21 months of, of, of running a business to learn some lessons. And I was set up to learn those lessons by my larger self. Away from a more lucrative business but didn't walk away from that more lucrative business for a bad reason. Walked away from that more lucrative business for a particular particular reason that the vessel needed to be honed. I needed to be honed. I needed to understand some things that I would not have been able to understand but that I could understand through service and through interaction with people 21 months. Now, I only will have been in business in this area for 36 months at the beginning of March. So literally much more than half of the time I've been in business. I have actually been running a smaller business unbeknownst to myself until maybe even this radio radio show when I'm actually reflecting on it running a smaller business than I could have been running, but running it because my larger self is so kind as to help me learn these lessons for the smaller crew of customers. And now that I have enough experience, enough understanding, and enough grace to be able to supply the customer with a product that they will respect and use. Have I been allowed into contact with a larger, with students, with with, um, people to mentor? It's 
people to have in a network with me, people to go to the next level, the next level being contracting with farms to get product from them that's better than commercial agriculture. So we can grow a psychology of the people within that network that is next level. That's the next thing. Maybe that's six months from now. It's not six months from now. It's actually um, it's actually May. It's whenever the first products come out of us. They're, they're going to be offered at the produce club. And they're going to be expensive. They're going to be what I can sell them to make money for myself. They are not going to be sold at cost. There's nothing anymore that's going to be sold at cost. And that's another amazing lesson that I learned just in the last week. That items that I was selling at cost for idealistic reasons cannot be sold at cost because, once again, I want the customer to respect the product. And if the, the customer knows if you are not respecting your practice by pricing that product so that it makes sense for you to offer it. It is, it is an amazing relationship. It is literally an amazing, amazing relationship. There's a segment that I want to get to before the hour. There's a, there's a way I want to end this program. So what I want to say is I look at the depth. I had a vision of getting to this point where I would actually have helped uh, and be in network with, be in relationship with um, produce clubs in my area. And that they may not continue, but that has happened. There's been that event happened. So I was used in another capacity as a mentor, as a guide. I'm sure that Erin uh, is going to keep buying produce, whether regardless of how many people she buys it for, and I'm sure the folks in Maryland and Delaware are also going to continue. Because it's just, I mean, it makes too much uh, fiscal sense not to do it. They will keep doing it. But whether how many people they branch out to, whether they start a produce club, I don't know. Maybe someone that they touch will become the produce club. Maybe not. I don't know. But initially, when I first start in the first like, brainstorm, I said, oh, this is going to become a network, and then it's going to do this, and it's going to step up for this, and then we're going to be contracting the so-and-so, and then we're going to have farms. But the person who wasn't ready to do the initial steps, and I also said, okay, this will take as many lifetimes to happen as I need honing of certain skills, and I'm ready for that. I welcome that. So it took me 21 months to hone a particular skill and under a particular set of skills for that to come to pass. Now, with my seeing the path and seeing how long the, the vision took, there's a couple other things to talk about. 
one is I know how to eat properly, but I tend to kind of avoid it because eating fruits and greens takes a little bit of a little bit more effort than is just you know, hey boil some water and make make some potatoes or make some macaroni, but it doesn't take that much more. So respect for your practice is universal in your life. And when you achieve respect for your practice in your work or in one fragment of your work, then you start to push it into other fragments of your work, other facets, other areas of your life. And I had been going to the gym and doing a certain set of exercises. Um, and I had taken a step back from that and said, what are the strengths of certain other muscle groups? And how is my grip? And how is this one uh, movement? And I found that I have some really glaring weaknesses. And I also wanted to uh, rehabilitate shoulder that had gotten tweaked over the holidays. So it really caused me to slow down, not do as much, uh, not do as much weight, and just go slower and feel into a few things and say, well, what about this way? How would that work going that way? And really appreciate the things that I don't know how to do and the things that I want to build up from very weak to not so very weak. So that's a level of respect with my gym practice and just today, I had a very large green smoothie, but I had some pasta and potatoes with sauce on it as a, as a later meal. And I know that I want to be disciplined because I want now that I understand what my practice is, I want to last. I want to be physically sound and, and uh, strong for as long as I possibly can be. And I know that eating cooked food is not that bad. So it doesn't change overnight. Respect is a long path. But I was literally walking out of my the, the third floor that I'm in the other day saying with this really intense vision of saying, I'd actually rather eat nothing than eat cooked food. And just having this really visceral um, understanding of what I need to do next. Like everything else, there's a path to it. And there's a, um, there's a time for it to take place. And I wouldn't have believed that out of the 34 months that I've been in business, that it would take me 21 months to realize this, this core internal uh, understanding of 
dual respect. Respect for the service from the giver and respect for the service from the receiver. But personally, I think it's incredibly important. That's why it, if I didn't go learn it from a business lesson, I learned it by doing it. And one of my mentors is a man named Ian Kingwell. And you can find Ian Kingwell on Facebook, and he does um, wonderfully insightful talks every single day when he goes for his walk in uh, Dolphin Bay, Australia. And he was actually on an earlier episode of this show. Because it's funny, because it's tomorrow where he lives as if time exists, but we'll just say it was tomorrow morning when he was on the show. So I asked him uh, what were the what the news from the future was. But Ian talks about be yourself. And I really got to talking to him about that and saying, being yourself is basically being honest with yourself as to who you are. <clears throat> Pardon me. And marketing that person, marketing who you are. Because once again, if you don't have respect for who you're marketing, you're not being honest. Your soul knows you're not being honest. You're not, you're not undertaking the work that you need to be doing in the world. So you're bringing out this facade. You're being a doctor. You're being a lawyer. You're being whoever you're portraying that you are. But that's not your on. That's not service that you honestly meant to bring. And pardon me again. At this point. I don't really care. I care about who I am long term. But I also know, and it is also this also part of my vision, that this produce, being the produce seller, is the place to start. And it doesn't matter what product you're selling. There are lessons to learn. There are, and I've just spoken about those lessons for the last hour. They are understanding human interaction, understanding what makes something attractive to other people. And it's not the lowest price. It's the right price. And it's not the easiest thing. It's what they they look at and say, that's the right level of effort that I want to put forward. So I talk from my experience. I tell you stories about my life. I give you examples of how things work in my life. And I have been able to come from a vision what I thought was possible actually realize part of my vision and also to see my larger self 
knocking me down and giving me lessons that I needed before my club actually grew to a reasonable size. And that is how I believe everyone's life is. And it that is such an awe-inspiring experience. Appreciate the care you give to your own practice and that you give to your own maturation. Even though it's painful as hell to get knocked out of your tree. To have everything taken away from you. You actually are taken away from yourself so that you can learn lessons and appreciate yourself. Because sure, I can have a six-figure salary. Sure, I could be Mr. PhD riding in planes all over the country giving talks. I was. I didn't like myself. I didn't appreciate myself. I didn't love myself. And I didn't know who my teacher was. I'm my own teacher. All I have to do is get out there and do what my vision says I need to do. And be faithful to my vision and understand that I don't care whether I have five bucks in my pocket as long as I'm keeping on my path. Bazillionaire. I don't even want to say that. If I'm on my path, I have wealth. I'm on my path. I can die on my path and I will smile rather than not being on my path, rather than being some facade that isn't on my path. Now, I have more of my vision. I have a very long-term vision. And I want to execute it. I want to execute it real bad. And then, so there's all these other things that I have to bring in line and, and change to respect my wish to continue for as long as I possibly can. Exercise, diet, sleep, environment, working partners, relationships, networking, Education, but not at universities. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I would like to end this program because this program has been me looking in the mirror. And I would like to do something incredibly impolite. But it is one of the things that this program is about. I would like to turn the mirror toward you listener and I would like to say are you being honest with yourself what you really want to do I don't care how much money you're making I don't care what kind of commitments you have in the world are you being honest with yourself 
free, just like to watching the calendar go round and round. In a job, in a suit, in a in a tie, in an office, in something. This doesn't have any you you're looking at it saying, How did I get here? I'm gonna be here for how many more years? Is that your vision? Is that what you really want? You can have it. But it comes about from respect. Core is respect. You respect what you're doing, is that you think you should be doing. Okay, how easy or hard it is. Is it what you're supposed to be doing? Doing what you're supposed to be doing. Are you lying to yourself? So studying at university to me is a complete waste of time. It's answering a riddle. That's not a complete waste of time. But when you snap your fingers at university, they go away. They're a bunch of lies. Opinions. Change the world. What you want. Changing yourself first. Have respect for yourself as you unbelievably powerful individual. Unbelievably powerful. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope it was exciting. Another exciting episode of An Emerging Forest. Have a great week. My name is Alan Ritter. You can contact me at R-I-T-T-E-R period A-L-A-N 88 at gmail.com My produce club is produceclub.us If you're in the southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey area I guess uh, anywhere between Levittown and Middletown, Delaware I don't know how much coverage we have but uh, where people are coming from. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Valid.